And this is Heartstrings, Nurturing Relationships with Kimberly Kerr. So today we have Nicole from Anxious and Ambitious, where we will dive into the secrets of managing anxiety and harnessing it to uh, as a powerful motivator and ultimately unleashing your full potential. So get ready, fasten those seatbelts, and let's get ready to explore the intersection of anxiety and ambition. So, Nicole, thank you so much for being here. Super excited. And um, can you just go ahead and let the listeners know what sparked your interest to indulge in the arena of anxiety and ambition in the first place? Ooh, well, thank you so much for that kind introduction. And yeah, I'm happy to share what got me into starting my podcast, Anxious and Ambitious. It's been a really big passion project for me. We actually just celebrated one year of the podcast just in the spring there. Um, so really exciting. And Imagine. essentially what, thank you so much. Essentially what got me into the podcast hosting space is I was always a huge fan of podcasts. So even back when I was working in a nine to five job, I had an hour commute to and from work. And so two hours of every day were filled with listening to podcasts. And I just dreamed that, you know, one day I'm going to have my own podcast. I'm going to share my voice. I'm going to make an impact in this way that I want to. And so when I entered into the entrepreneurial space, I was initially supporting a very powerhouse female entrepreneur, Christine Ammerman. She's the founder of Life with Passion. And at the time, we were actually focused on helping other entrepreneurs to go full time in their business. So to leave their nine to five and really go for their mission. Yeah. Um, but shortly after I started working with her, she actually transitioned into helping people with podcast guesting. So to be a great podcast guest, share their miss mission and their message as a guest on podcasts. So now I went from just listening to podcasts for two hours a day in my free time, my personal development time, I guess, to now listening to it as part of my job. And so the wheels started to really turn up. Okay, now I'm really being diving headfirst into this world of podcast guesting and podcasting in general. So I think it's time to start my own. Yes, so my Oh my gosh. And thank you so much because it is so needed and it's a powerful tool and you are using it. So thank you so much. But let's go ahead and talk about this amazing duo of anxiety and ambition. Yes, it's a duo, but it's a duo that often intertwines in life's journey toward success, right? So how has this duo shaped and influenced you? Mm, I love that question. So I have always been somebody who is highly sensitive as well as a high achiever. So I always had that balance of, and at times not so much a balance really, but a combination, I guess you can say, of this anxiety and the ambition. And for a little while there, my anxiety was at a point where it was so out of control that I felt that I wasn't going to be able to go after some of these ambitious dreams that I had, like to live a less traditional life in a less traditional career path, to travel the world, all of these things that I dreamt of doing. At a time, I thought, well, maybe my anxiety is actually going to get in the way and maybe I'm just not meant for things like this, just not built for it. 
But I started to realize, especially with working through other entrepreneurs and high-level experts, that all of us have this balance. All of us who have that ambition also experience some of those anxieties and fears. And so it became my mission to, you know, help us find that balance of anxiety and ambition. Awesome. Love it. Love it. So let's talk about, um, because we know that um, embracing failure can be hard, right? It's super difficult, but it's also rewarding. And we also know that failure is not the opposite of success. So can you share how have you managed and how do you manage and how have you learned and how do you continue to learn from your setbacks, your failures, and your anxieties, and how have they shaped your ambition? Yeah, I love that question. And failure is something that I've had to really develop a relationship with on my road to ambition because for a long time, I actually had what I would call a fixed mindset. So for our listeners, if you're not familiar between this distinction between growth mindset and fixed mindset, this comes from a book by Carol Dweck. Um, she did this research awesome. into mindset. And so essentially, I had that fixed mindset growing up because I was told like, you're a natural at this. Oh my gosh, you're so naturally intelligent. When I was in sports, they said, oh, you're a natural. When I got into music, oh, you're a natural. And I actually got diagnosed as being gifted within the school system. I passed those tests and got into a segregated classroom. And so I began to adopt this mindset of I am gifted. I am smart. I am whatever attached the verb, right? Or the adjective rather. Right, right. And so essentially this sort of affected me in the way that I think it affects a lot of high achievers who go through similar things. Maybe you got, you know, a lot of straight A's and things like that. What happens is it impacts our mindset and our ability to move through failure and actually move towards failure. So we'll actually end up avoiding putting in that effort because we feel like when we have to put effort into something, it says something less about our innate ability. So essentially that fixed mindset is that success is an innate ability where the growth mindset believes that success is something that we can all achieve. We can all learn and grow towards. So I had to make a lot of shifts in order to start to adopt that growth mindset in order to, one, put myself in situations where I was okay with failing, right? Trying something new, starting a podcast, right? Um, and so that was a really big challenge for me, developing that good relationship with fear and or not fear with failure and seeing it as this way to propel myself forward, as opposed to this thing that, you know, maybe said something negative about me as a person. That's so right, because failures are not meant to hurt us. They're little speed bumps in the road and they're not meant to keep us down. They're meant to you know, make us stronger and better. It's like what I tell my kids every single day, embrace them. It's okay. Learn to forgive yourself and move on. How can you take that setback? How can you take that failure into something stronger and better? And how can you use that to help others? So, and that's exactly what you're doing now, Nicole. So I love it. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. So let's talk about setting goals, which mm -hmm. is Key, right? So setting goals, it is a key, but breaking ambitions into smaller and more manageable goals can be less overwhelming and less stressful. So how would you describe your ambitions and what are some of the goals that you use and what for yourself and what are some strategies that maybe others can utilize? Yeah, um, I can really resonate with that when you say, you know, these big ambitions, they can become overwhelming and 
what happens is they end up keeping us paralyzed, right? Because we want to get all of the pieces in order before we take action. But unfortunately, how it really works is we usually gain that clarity by taking action, by taking those small steps, right? And so for a long time, I was looking for that clarity before I'd even bother going after an ambition. But what I've learned is to just get a little piece of that clarity and start taking baby steps towards the goal, whatever that might look like. Um, So breaking it down into small chunks how I like to look about goal setting is what can I actually do? What is within my control within the next time frame, right? And especially being somebody with anxiety, I try to break those down into smaller chunks so that I'm not keeping myself so far in the future because that's what anxiety is, right? It's living in the future. So in order to find that peace and that power, we have to get into the present moment, which I find creating those smaller little chunks of goals really helpful. And a short little story that really made me understand this importance of having those small, more manageable goals and essentially just doing whatever we can is a little tale that my dad used to tell me as a kid. And so essentially how it goes is there's a forest that's on fire, right? And all of the animals are sitting outside of the forest watching their home burn down in front of them. And there's a little hummingbird who's just taking one droplet at a time to the fire. And all the other animals are like, what are you doing? Like, you're not making any difference. And this is how it can feel when we're working towards our big goal sometimes, right? As we're taking yeah. steps and not seeing the results. But the hummingbird just said, I'm doing all I can. And so that's something I've tried to embody in my own ambition is just what is it that I actually can do in this moment? Absolutely love that. That's such a beautiful story. And I'm sure that hits home to many listeners. So thank you. But you are so right. It's super important to stay focused and present because oftentimes when we are looking too far ahead, that's when we become so chaotic, right? And it becomes extremely confusing. And then everything just kind of spirals out of hand. So it's kind of nice where we just have to step back and, okay, let's take today. It's a present. How am I going to go ahead and use today? What are the goals for today? And what does that look like? So awesome. Um, Let's, I heard you talk about, you know, a balance. We all know that having a healthy balance, right? And life, it's super important, especially eat, sleep, exercise, fun, that social support. It's important for care. So how do you balance ambition with self-care? I love this question. I think it's something that really needs to be in this conversation around ambition is taking care of yourself, right? Because if you don't fill up your own tank, you're not going anywhere except for to burn out real quick. And I can say that from experience, right? So self-care has begun something that's really, really important to me. And even, you know, There's lots of different ways that you can do self-care. I think a lot of the time we get overwhelmed with how can I maximize this amount of self-care? But sometimes self-care is really just as simple as having a glass of water, right? Taking a moment in the day to have a break and nourish yourself. So simple things like that, I just want to note for our listeners, because sometimes we think about this idea of self-care as being something so huge. But as you mentioned, Kimberly, like it can be as simple as drinking some water or eating a proper meal throughout the day. Um, And so something for me as an ambitious person that has helped me to integrate self-care is to actually put it on my schedule and deem it as something as just as important as any of those other tasks, as a meeting, as a sales call, as these things that are moving the needle in our head right forward. Um, 
to integrate that time to really just come back to my body. And so for me, a lot of this actually is in my morning routine. So having that strong morning routine before I kick off for the day and get set on, you know, helping other people achieve their dreams, how can I embody my true authentic self and then bring that throughout the rest of the day? And so for me, I do it just in the shower. Um, I recommend tacking any self-care onto another routine that you currently have. And so the shower has been really good for me. And one of the main things that I do is a surround ground and shield practice to sort of protect my energy and get on track for the day. Yes. Love it. Love it. Love it. I like how you used an example of how you utilize it. And you gave an example of your morning routine. Are there any helpful tips that you can shed light on as far as if someone didn't know how to put a daily routine together? Any strategies, any tips for that? Yeah, my strategy for that would be to, like I said, choose a habit that you already have that you may not even deem as self-care. So what's something that you do every day without a doubt? It may be brushing your teeth, right? It might be putting on moisturizer. Actually, this is something that I've been integrating more recently is now whenever I put on my facial moisturizer, I take an extra two minutes and actually do a facial massage, right? Loosen up those lymphs release that tension in the face because if you're somebody who can resonate with being anxious and ambitious, you probably carry a lot of tension in your face and your jaw. So just figuring out what's a simple self-care that I can tack on to something else, that's going to be the easiest to integrate it. Yeah, I love it. I've learned to start doing those massages on my face because yes, I do carry the tension right here in my jaws behind my ear. And yes, so awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you. So yes, it is just super important to understand that anxiety is a natural part of life, right? Um, and it doesn't define who you are. Please remember that. And the goal is to identify it and learn healthy ways, right, on how to manage it in appropriate ways so it doesn't get out of hand and it allows you to conquer it. And there are a variety of ways of what you can do. And Nicole named some. And obviously, you want to have some self-compassion for yourself. You want to complete some mindfulness, whatever that looks like to you. And make sure you do some goal setting. Embracing failure is huge. Also, seeking support, that's something that is also needed. So, Nicole, some ways as far as you have a caller, you have someone who gets a hold of you and they just don't know how to ask for help and seek support, what advice do you provide them? Mm. Seeking support is such a funny thing because so many of us, we believe that we have to do it all on our own. And the okay. fact of the matter is that if you look at any successful person, they have a team behind them, right? They have that team supporting them. And so for me, what's been really helpful is to understand what's in my zone of genius, what is the best thing for me to put my energy on, and then how can I either offload or ask for help in some of these areas that maybe aren't my zone of genius, right? I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, for example, who are really great at coming up with those big visions and great ideas. But then when it comes to actually, you know, putting pen to paper and creating a plan that can be more challenging for them. And so in that situation, I would say who can help you with this organization to then help you put that big mission into action. So if you're somebody who feels like you could use some support, maybe running on that road to burnout a little bit too quickly, 
and not sure, you know, what to offload, that's where I would start is what are the things that bring you the most joy? What is your zone of genius? What are those tasks that you are best suited for? And then how can we sort of delegate and offload or ask for support on some of those other areas? Does that make sense? I love it. Yes, most definitely. And you're so right about it's so easy to say and to have these great goals and visions. But what's super hard and what most people struggle at is that execution, right, is executing. Um, They may not feel that they have all the tools that they need. They may not feel that they're good enough, they're worthy enough, or whatever it may be. So yes, seeking that support is super helpful. And again, just knowing that believing in yourself is crucial. It is needed every single day. Um, So Nicole, this impact that you are doing with everything that you are and your podcast Um, what impact do you hope to make through your role as this amazing influencer? Oh, thank you. Well, first of all, I just feel so honored and blessed and grateful to even be a podcaster and to have this platform with regular listeners that tune in and engage with me. And I'm just so grateful in the sense that, you know, like I said, I've been at this for over a year now and a lot of podcasts, actually, they don't even make it past their first 10 episodes, for example. There's a huge, huge fall off rate. And so I'm grateful that I've been able to create this consistency and start to build up this platform for impact because that's what I'm really here to do is create this bigger impact. I didn't start my podcast to, you know, promote a business or anything like that. Not that there's any trouble trouble or problems with that. I think it's amazing anybody sharing their impact. But really, this has been a passion project on my heart is to help other people who see that anxious and ambitious side of themselves to break through anxiety and go after their ambitious dreams. Because I think for so many of us, that anxiety holds us back. We get so caught up in our heads that it's trouble to share our heart with the world and take action on these huge dreams that we have. And so really my hope as an influencer, you would say in the podcasting space is to create this positive influence to help people, first of all, normalize their mental health, that this is a part of the human experience, feeling anxiety, and then also develop tactics and strategies so that they can move through that and achieve their huge dreams. That's right. Yes, absolutely loving it, Nicole. What are some other helpful tips and tricks that um our listeners can embrace to tackle their ambition and their anxiety? Yeah, I would say that if you are somebody who resonates with feeling like you're anxious and ambitious, one of the things that has been really helpful for me is getting clear on my why. So we all have ambitions, right? We all have dreams, but why do you really want that thing, right? Because Our why oftentimes is going to come down to something bigger than us, something outside of us. And that's what's going to give you the most power in those times when fear is so big that you're not sure if you can take that next step or the anxiety is just getting huge. You can think of that bigger mission or maybe it's even a person for you, right? Maybe you're really passionate about helping a particular type of person. When you can think of them, It will help you to move through that anxiety and and have that burst of energy to move towards your ambitions. So that's one piece to stay motivated. And then another piece, even just circling back to that self-care that you mentioned, is that we need to have these practices to take care of ourselves. So noticing when do I tend to feel more anxious and how can I give myself the care that I need in that moment? 
because anxiety is just a messenger. It's just trying to tell you something. So what is it trying to tell you in that moment? And just allowing yourself that time to slow down and really be present with it to learn the lesson as opposed to what we most do, just, you know, tuck it away under the rug. <laughs> That's amazing. Awesome. Yes. And, you know, just knowing your purpose, like you said, what is that? Why? Find out your what your purpose is. You wake up each day with intent, intent for the day, right? Only you can find that out. So wake up, define your purpose. And um, now remember, um, Nicole, where can, uh, can you let the listeners know where they can go ahead and reach out to you, find you, listen to you? Yeah, for sure. So the best place to find me would be to hop over to my podcast, Anxious and Ambitious. You can find it on all the major podcast platforms. I do have all of my social media links linked within the show notes of my episodes. So you can go ahead and connect with me there. I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook, but um, my podcast is definitely the best place to start. So that's Anxious and Ambitious. Love it. Thanks, Nicole. So remember, friends, anxiety and ambition, they can coexist. It's about finding balance between the two and channeling them in positive ways. And please believe in yourself. Take one step at a time and watch your ambitions unfold. 